Good everybody, welcome to the Community is Our Middle Name podcast, proudly brought to you by Grampians Community Health. My name is Gareth Olver, great to be with you again for another episode, and a really good episode this week. I'm speaking with Justin Norp, who in his day job is a mental health peer support worker up there at Uniting Wimmera, but uh, outside of ours, he is doing a fantastic thing and is involved with a fantastic program called Active Farmers in Warwick-Nabil. Uh, and I will let Justin tell you exactly what Active Farmers is uh, in the podcast. He gets into it a little bit. I think it's an amazing thing to be doing for farming communities across regional Victoria, not just in our part of the world, but right across regional Victoria. And uh, Justin gives you a bit of insight about how he got involved and uh, a little bit about his journey, just a little bit. I think there's another podcast episode in there to be mined, but uh, we'll get this one done. We'll get this one out and... Uh, let Justin talk about active farmers. This is the Community Is Our Middle Name podcast, proudly brought to you by Grampians Community Health for you, your family, and our community. I'm joined this week by Justin Norp, who is a mental health peer support worker at Uniting Wimmera. Justin, it's great to catch up with you again, mate. Um, we, for people who, who don't know, and people probably don't know because it wasn't overly publicised, Justin and I actually met uh, last month. Justin? Yeah, only a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah, we, we both played in the GCH uh, over 40s football match, and um, I pulled up okay. How did you pull up? <laughs> well, I was a bit sore. I was actually icing up on the Sunday a bit, which, uh, much to my family's humour, they thought it was quite funny because <laughs> that's how I, I usually pull up. I, I, um, my my family were at the game watching, and I saw them afterwards, and um, I said to my kids, "So, just see Dad playing footy because they have never seen me play football because I haven't played since I was sixteen. Yeah. and they said, "Yeah, he did really well." And I said, "Yeah, I got a couple of kicks." And my wife said, "Yeah, he dropped a couple of marks too." <laughs> yeah, they're good at pointing out what you didn't do. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's ten years of marriage, mate. You get the get the shade uh, thrown at you. So, like I said, Justin, you're a mental health peer support worker, uniting Wimra. Um, how did you get into that role? Yeah, well, I've just uh, started this year in January, so I'm ten weeks in. So I'm a bit green, which is good because um, I'm learning all the time. But I sort of got into this role because I'm passionate about mental health and helping people with their mental health to improve it, uh, their well-being. So I sort of started a personal journey oh, a few years ago. It might even be like four years or so. Um, I just started telling my story on the socials. I sort of just went for a bit of a jog one day, and I can't remember exactly the first time and how I did my first sort of little blog that um, – Generally, I'll go for a bit of a trot with the dog and then I sort of stop and I talk uh, a bit about mental health. But then I sort of had a um, a little while there where I was just giving snippets of, of my life journey, my story, and people all of a sudden became interested um, and I was getting messages. And so that sort of kept me going. And I sort of thought, geez, I'm actually uh, sort of helping some people here and I didn't even really realise, um, which I was hoping to, but 
when I sort of was receiving messages and um, good on you, keep posting, please. Uh, you, you're sort of helping more people than you realised. So every couple of weeks I'd go for a jog and tell a bit more of my story and and still till now um, I'm, I'm doing that. And through doing things on a personal level, uh, last 18 months, which I finished around Christmas time, I, I thought, oh, this is great doing it personally, but it'd be awesome if I could get into this mental health space in a professional sense. So I started studying and I'm actually 48 this year, so... Uh, going back to study outside of my full-time job was um, was new and, and different and daunting, but um, I sort of do these things as well to hopefully encourage others that are thinking about stuff, and it's bloody hard when you've got anxieties going through the roof and and you have your sort of down days, cause, um, which is sort of what happens with, with me a bit, just sort of going on a backstory. I didn't really, uh, until a few years before that, the socials, go to the doctor and um, and seek some treatment. But there was sort of a breaking point at home um, where I sort of was falling into bad habits with drinking and stuff. And then um, I had to I had to pull my head in, basically. I carried on like an idiot with my wife one night without a ripping day at a wedding. Um, and then I was a, I was a dickhead, basically, that uh, that night. And she and we'd often talked about me getting help, but we'd just never done it. And she said... Um, I think you need to, otherwise I was going to probably end up out on my ass, um, and then I probably wouldn't be here telling the story. So I went to the doc, finally bit the bullet and got that um, diagnosis, which I knew was going to come with depression, anxiety, and and so from there sort of led to the journey I've just been talking about, and then wanted to get into the professional sense. So I started studying Certificate 4 in mental health, and I finished it just before Christmas. I did 80 hours of placement here in Horsham, which was great with a private practitioner. And then not long after, only a week or two, there was a couple of jobs in the in the area here in, in Horsham that uh, were looking for mental health workers. And I was fortunate enough to apply, apply and, um, and land a job at Uniting Wimmera as a mental health peer support worker, which is awesome for me because... The peer part sort of meaning um, you get to share your lived experience. So I get to try and help people day to day just uh, talking to them and and how I've sort of coped and how I've gotten through and encourage people that you can come out the other side. Um, you know, there is obviously dark days, but there are good days too and uh, and just try and encourage people that life is good. It's uh, It's about... Just changing mindsets and flicking negatives to positives. So I'm just sort of on this journey really. And I sort of found a bit of a pathway for myself. I think, like I say, I'm 48 this year and I think I've finally found what I want to do, you know. <laughs> so with some study and, um, and learning and now getting into this, uh, into this professional space, it's going to enable me to just keep learning and keep being, um, around sort of like-minded people as in uh, my team, the mental health team, and sort of bounce off one another. So I just want to keep gaining as much knowledge as I can because I want to have as big an impact as I can helping people in the time I've got left. Um, you know, in a work sense, it might be 15 years, but I don't think it would be something that I ever stop. So even outside of work, like I say, I still do my personal sort of stuff to to help people and um one story I sort of 
share. It was a, a year or two ago and a, and a lady had said to me just up the road, she said, oh, no, if you haven't posted a, a video for a while. I'm like, oh, shit. She's like, oh, yeah, it's, um, you, you don't realize how many people it's helping. Like I said before, I'm like, right. So I, I sort of went home, put the runners on and grabbed the dog and then off we went and uh, posted a little video. So it's nice to know it's, it's very humbling. I'm, uh, I'm not someone who does things for pats on the back and one, one sort of comment I learned off a, off a bloke a few years ago. He said the greatest reward is not knowing that you're actually helping people. Um, so that has always stuck with me and that's something I sort of try to, aim for or you know if I don't actually hear that I am helping someone that that's okay because you may be but you don't even know so that's um that's the biggest reward for myself and and I sort of got to a point where you know things were hard I'm originally a Melbourne lad um and I've been up in the Wimmera for 17 years now but I still always feel I'm adjusting and and we're just trying to break down those stigmas and the stigmatization around mental health and, and illnesses. So I'm just one to want to try and break down barriers and walls and, and open people's minds and eyes to what people are going through, uh, that do suffer with mental health. So that's, um, that's my journey. I sort of was just sort of thinking, well, you know, sometimes people don't talk to you. I've got to put that behind me and this is what I'm going to do. Um, if if some people get something from it, fantastic. Uh, if some people think I'm a I'm a knob, then so be it. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's just sort of how I'm playing it now, and I still find it hard because um yeah, sometimes I can be like an out there type of person that some people may think, but at the same time, I'm uh oh, anxieties are just racing, and um, I'm shitting myself. <laughs> Sorry to like put it like that, but. Uh, for the for the betterment of other people, um, I'm happy to maybe put myself out there and uh and and sometimes I think that's what we need to do and that's how we can encourage ourselves as well. Like, you know, even me going for a jog, I'm I'm not like I'm no Chris Hemsworth and I'm not the best jogger and um and all that sort of stuff and, and I don't love it but I know it's something that helps me, which in turn helps my family and then enables me to hopefully help other people, where if I don't do it, I um, I sort of fall flat a bit and I um, and I sort of stay in that depressed state a lot longer. So, like I say, I'm no marathon man or anything like that, but I do like to try and keep moving, uh, which I say to people, keep moving forward and... I've got a bit of a mantra slogan that I come up with with a with a psych I was seeing a couple of years ago down in Bendigo, and we come up with depression hates a moving target. So that's sort of um, my mantra for myself. Um, I know not everyone needs to get moving, but obviously if you can get moving, inadvertently it helps your mental health. So um, doesn't matter how small it is, little something's better than nothing. So um, yeah, I'll let you. Jumping Gareth, I'll probably just keep going on and on. <laughs> no, that's no, it's it's a it's an it's a really interesting story, and I actually did notice, uh, you know, when, when we were, were playing the the footy, you had the uh, depression hates the moving target T-shirt on, and and that got me to thinking that okay, there's there's a story here um, that you know was probably a good one to get out, and um, 
you know, getting diagnosed so so late in life for yourself. I mean, I know for me, I was in my twenties um, when it happened. I was in my early twenties and just collapsed. I, I think I talked about it on one episode of this podcast, but everything just just turned turned to shit essentially. Um, and I've found that nowadays, um, as opposed to even even back then, you know, twenty years ago when I um, first got diagnosed, that there's there's a, a more of an I'll use the word acceptance. There's more of an acceptance. There's less of a stigma around it. But um, you know, the Wimmera uh, and and the the west of the state is still quite conservative and still very stoic. Do you find that with the people that that you work with? And we'll talk about active farmers in a second. But just do you find that people are still a little bit hesitant? You know, I don't know, she'll be right attitude sort of stuff. Yeah, I think so. And I find probably more so up in the country area here where, you know, there's sort of a lot of people that may not have left that sort of bubble as such or the Wimmer as such. So they, um, they sort of haven't experienced the, that range of diversity that's sort of going on as you do in Melbourne. So as crap as sort of an upbringing and everything that I had, um, I do appreciate the fact that it has taught me a lot and uh, that's why I want to try and help share what I've learned because, you know, unfortunately through suffering and sorrow comes knowledge. Um, so that's uh, where I want to try and share that. But, yeah, I, I, I do and I've been surprised by it and there's doesn't seem there's like there's a lot of people really sort of sharing uh, their stories, whether they are still worried about the, the stigma around it, I'm not sure, but that's where I sort of, like I say, got to a point where it's like, no, nah, I'm going to just try and be a voice up here, and if it does help people, wicked. Um, and it has, and even now, you know, I saw a lady the other day uh, at the at the servo in town, and, and I hadn't really even met her before, but I sort of knew her dad, and then she started talking to me, and I'm like, oh, good to chat to you, and um, she said, oh, yeah, I'll keep following you on the socials, you know. So even that, like, and I've been doing it for a couple of years, it's uh, it's amazing where you reach this lady's in Melbourne, you know. So obviously the social media, there's good and bad. Um, but it's great that you can reach people all the way down there and uh, sort of get benefits from it. And, and I've got friends in Melbourne that I've reconnected with the last couple of years uh, through our journeys and um, – People sort of just lost contact with, but they were, as I have been numerous times, like suicidal and had suicidal ideations. And uh, through them hearing that a friend of theirs or someone they know, not the fact that it's Norby, it's just a friend, someone they know had went to the dock and sought help, uh, that encouraged them to. So that's uh, where I want to try and get that story out as well, that it's okay to go get help, and uh, obviously that first step is the hardest step. But um, knowing that I've, like a couple of these mates have said, I helped save their life, you know, um, so that's pretty powerful and pretty heavy. But um, it's awesome to know that you have contributed to them moving forward and then seeing where they are now, they're going well, because we do have friends that we've lost to suicide, um, and it's it's bloody hard, of course, and... And the numbers that are increasing, mental health illnesses, suicide numbers, it's um, it's heartbreaking. Um, so I just want to keep doing what I'm doing to hopefully hopefully get those numbers down, you know. But there there is definitely some um, 
some walls up there in the in the smaller areas I think that uh, we need to just keep working on um and I'm no you know Tony Robbins but I want to try and just keep talking as best I can um hopefully each time I do I get a bit better at it so more people take something from it um and it encourages one person to open up to another person and then we just openly can talk about it um I said to a few people like a goal would be where as we do with our physical health like we're talking at the start there about playing footy we're bloody sore and wising up on a Sunday but it'd be good if at work in the smoker room you know I could say shit Gareth I'm bloody having a hard day today I'm doing it a bit rough and and you're sort of like no that's cool I'll bloody you know I've got your back um I'll help you out as best I can today and then you know another day you'll say the same thing to me and and I uh cover you a bit you know it's like yeah go have a time out chill out don't uh don't overdo it but we can support each other in that way as well so it'd be good if we can get to that stage and and personally myself as well like even you know probably I don't know if you should say but like with sick days and and I'll have mental health days off, you know, because I'm just like, no, nah, I can't do it today, you know, where if we've got a bloody crook leg or whatever, we're like, oh, no, my ankle's no good. Oh, I can't go to work today, so you, you stay home. And so there's no reason why if we're feeling flat, we can't have a mental health day and just to reset. And it has helped me a bit, you know, uh, you sort of do that self-care and I've sat on the couch and watched a movie, then gone outside and mowed the lawns, you know, because I've just needed my own space haven't been um but it's just stopped me from sinking too deep into the well into the dark hole so you're sort of just hovering there which is which is good and then you do a bit of that self-care and the next next day of reset you're ready to go um which is which is awesome sometimes people just need that i think and uh and and now like what we've learned through covid uh people can work remotely as well so you can still do a little bit from home um which is good. Not everyone can, of course, um, tradies, etc. But uh, if you can just have a time out, if you need it, take it. Because otherwise, you just um, you just go pop, um, and you, you sort of blow up, and it gets too much sometimes. Look, I'm with you on the mental health days, uh, and I think the the idea around that sort of stuff is changing. I, you know, we've 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 seen there's not the the stigma as much nowadays, especially post. COVID, when we were getting told, no, if you're sick, don't come to work. We're now also seeing that with mental health stuff. Like, look, if you need a day every now and then, take it. And I know that GCH are quite good for that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily here to pump up where I work's tyres, but they will say, look, if you need to take time, go and take it. You know, if you need to take the afternoon off, go and take it. We'll sort out whatever we need to do tomorrow. Or if you need a day, that's fine. And I think that's a good lesson for all of us to learn because we, you're right. Um, if, if one of us had have broken our arm playing footy the other week, we would have taken time off work for it to heal. Now, why are we not doing the same thing with our mental health? Because our mental health is equally as, if not more important than our physical health in a lot of ways. Absolutely. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on there hundred percent. Actually, um, I think I mentioned this before on the podcast. I had a, had an ex-girlfriend who, uh, at the time when I was, I was talking about going off, um, my, um, Medication for my mental health issues. She she said you're an idiot, and I said why? And she's like, well, think of it this way: if you had a heart condition, you wouldn't just stop taking your heart tablets, would you? And I'm like, no. She's like, well, this is exactly the same. And it's a good way, I think, to look at it: is that the brain is another part of our body, and we need to take care of it just as we would any other part of our body. But 
you know, that's, uh, that's a whole other podcast topic, I think, there, mate. <laughs> um, I, I, we might have to get you back on. Um, now, I want to talk about active farmers. Now, you, we follow each other on, uh, on Facebook, and I saw this pop up uh, on my, my feed, and I thought, active farmers, farmers are the most active people there is. They're out working outside every day, you know, getting around sheep or cropping or fencing or, you know, all those fun jobs that farmers have to do. And um, I've got um, uh, family members who, who run farms and I know just how, how hard it is, but it's also very isolating, isn't it? Absolutely. And that's uh, like, obviously you or I up here in the Wimmera, we live in a in farming community. So I've sort of, like I say, been here 17 years, sort of learned to um, understand that a bit more. And a few years ago, I was sort of reading some things and, and it was sort of talking about, like obviously before my time up here, but there was probably a family on every at every paddock almost, like along that road, there might have been all these families that are only a, only a golf hit away. Um, where now, farmers are a lot bigger and they own so much more land. And, and what I was reading, it was sort of like that isolation has crept in a lot more and it's only really the farmer and his dog um, during the day. And I thought, shit, that's bloody hard going. And, yeah, just talking to farmers, like having friends and, and being in that sort of environment, it was like, oh, I wonder if there's something I can do. And, I, like I say, I'm a self-conscious sort of a person, so sometimes it's hard to put yourself out there. But then a mate sort of said to me one day, who's a farmer, he, he said, oh, have you, have you seen active farmers? He just mentioned it to him. I said, oh, I haven't. So I just looked at it and I checked it out and, and there's a, Lady Claire in Bridgewater, she's a, she's a trainer down there and she's also one of the managers and I was talking to her in probably January. Um, this is two years ago, Active Farms has been going two years now in Warwick, which is wicked. Um, but yeah, so I was talking to her, but then I was still putting it off and I'm like, oh, so around Labor Day, I'm like, I've got to bite the bullet here and do it because cropping's coming up. So I bit the bullet and started an Active Farms in Warwickmobile, which sort of just brings blokes together. And it's not just for farmers. That's um, it's I sort of went with a men's only group just to try and get farmers off tractors, and they could come into town, and we sort of exercise for half an hour or so. And it's pretty. Uh, you sort of do what you can as well. Like we sort of do circuit stuff where if I do five push-ups and you do one, it doesn't matter. You know, if you need a rest, you have a rest. But the social aspect of it has been amazing. Um, we sit around afterwards for half an hour, an hour, having a chat, like I put a few beers in an esky and a few soft drinks and a couple of blokes might have a beer, soft drink, or water. Um, there's, you know, it's not, not just to have a beer as such because uh, we've got non-drinkers. I don't drink a lot myself anymore. Um, so everyone is understanding of everyone's situation as well, but to see six to ten blokes weekly just having a chat together and having a space where they can and do that. They're talking farming. Geez, I've learned some farming stuff and sheep stuff <laughs> the last couple of years. But I think the the lads also respect the fact that I don't have any farming background, so I'm not like a salesman trying to sell them a tractor or anything like that. But I'm sort of glad that I did bite the bullet and jumped out of my comfort zone and just create this group and and a few people have sort of said, oh, how long will you go? And I said, oh, if you keep coming, then I'll keep doing it. So they're, they're very um, 
there's been sort of that good response where we probably average half a dozen, seven blokes a week, which is great. But yeah, like I say it's just to have a get a bit of a sweat up, so physical, and then that uh, mental health side of it afterwards, just a bit of a social outlet for blokes. And and I've even had partners say to me before, oh, Norbius is great. Um, you know, my husband hadn't done anything for years, so like physical as well. So. It's sort of coming, and, and we do think that, like, they do a lot of stuff on the farm, and you'd think they'd be sort of physically fit, but I suppose they're doing it by themselves, where this way they, they come along and exercise a little bit and hang and crap on their mate next to them, or even someone they've just met, you know, uh, which is good, so you can have a bit of banter, a bit of a laugh, and sort of a bit light-hearted. Uh, like I say, I'm no Chris Hemsworth, so I'm no, um, you know, bloody, full on sort of stuff. It's um very relaxed and and we uh we just have a bit of a laugh and, and cruise along. So it's been great and it's awesome getting that feedback from partners as well. Um one lady said to me her her like husband partner hadn't done anything like really ever. This is the longest he's ever done anything coming to active farmers. So that's bloody unreal and that just um gives you a boost and keeps you going, you know. So I'm loving that. <laughs> I guess another thing is for a lot of the small towns, and I live in a small town, so, um, and and I know for for our small town, we have the the footy club uh, and the school, and the two big, they're the two hubs. Uh, a lot of the places in regional areas, especially as we head up into that sort of Wimmera Mallee area, you've lost footy clubs, you've lost cricket clubs, you've lost the schools, you've lost a lot of those, even things like CWA groups. You've lost a lot of those social things, and that's stuff that we don't necessarily hear about, and the effects that has on uh, on people who live in these areas. Because there, you know, a lot of there are still people who are living out in little spots on the map up in the Wimmera Mallee. Um, where do you see active farmers going? Do you see it getting getting bigger or expanding to other parts uh, up around the the Wimmera area? I certainly hope so, Gareth. There's um, active farmers always looking for new trainers and and different areas, like even sort of up north of of Warwick Nabil, up Beulah Way, has sort of had some interest there. But um, I haven't been able to sort of get there as yet to do to do say a class up there. But they're always looking for new trainers. Um, sometimes there's scholarships running for people if they want to get a certificate four in group fitness or certificate three, sorry, or do a personal trainer course. So there's those sorts of things that active farmers are always looking at. Down in Dunkeld, um, a lady's just started an active farmers down there and just near Casterton, Wando Vale, there's an active farmers there. So hopefully it will uh, gain some traction and, and other people might jump on board. And I was... Fortunate enough, I want to say about going out to Beulah because I've got a bit of gear as well and I'm only sort of throwing it in the back of the wagon. Um, at the showgrounds here on Warwicknabeel, I've been able to use that space for a little while, which is great, so I can leave some gear there. But I did a talk at Rotary just before Christmas, uh, just about my journey and active farmers as well. And I sort of joked around and said, oh, if I if Rotary wanted to get me a trailer, I might be able to go down to Beulah and uh, service these other areas occasionally. And then the Rotary group rings me the next day and said, we're going to look into it for you. And I'm like, bloody hell, that's amazing. Thank you. So, yeah, uh, they might source me a trailer, which would be great. Um, and we put a Rotary sign, active farm sign, and then maybe on a Sunday or something, occasionally I can 
duck up to Bueller and hopefully that might encourage someone else to, yeah, this is good and, and want to take it on. So, like I say, you don't have to be Chris Hemsworth. You just have to be someone that, you know, generally just wants to help and create a bit of a social group. And even in nil, I had some interest. Um, someone asked me, but I said, oh, there's just not enough hours in the day or the week to, to get out there. If you did it full time, you could probably do it, but I sort of like what I do in my job. And this is just a, it's a little outlet for myself as well, just uh, helping people have a bit of a social group. But we did, uh, sorry, Gareth, Gareth um, I just started a junior group as well through Active Farmers for 9 to 13-year-olds, which is great. So I've been getting about eight kids there weekly. Well, we sort of started that um, about a, oh, four weeks ago. So that's about 6.30 of an evening I've sort of been doing. It's dark now, but I've sort of got this big pavilion, big shed at the showground. So um, we can use that space. but just to get some kids learning some exercise habits as well and um, helping some parents out, you know, some parents that might be single and doing it a bit harder. So um, it's just to sort of help those kids as well, learn some good habits, hopefully for uh, moving on through the future. So, yeah, there's lots of little um, things you can do, which is great. So I'm, I'm enjoying that. But if anyone's interested in um, coming to the Active Farmers in Warrantville or even in Maybe someone might be listening and think, well, this is something we could use in a place like, say, Sonarnad or, uh, you know, like Bolak or somewhere like that. What's the best way to get in touch? Well, they can get in touch with me, Gareth, and then I can just point them in the right direction uh, from there. might be easiest. Um, so I don't know if you want me to yell out my phone number or my me email but um, that's up to I'm you like, mate if you want to if you want to want to put that out there <laughs> well my phone number is zero four two nine nine four one zero eight three so you can just uh send me a message or send me a call uh give me a call if you're if you're interested or just get in contact with you at gch maybe gareth and uh you could just forward on the email that way as well yeah happy to do that um i think it's a fantastic initiative and i think uh like i said earlier with a lot of the social outlets sort of drawing up around these, you know, regional areas. The further you get away from Melbourne, I think the less there is. Um, I think it's a, it's a brilliant idea. So well done to, uh, to yourself for getting it up and running in, in Warrantnerville. And, um, I think it's to hear it sprouting up at places like Dunkeld and, and Danny Caston. And I think it's, it's amazing. I hope that they're like mushrooms and they sprout up everywhere. Yeah, well, that's what I'm hoping. And like uh, what you sort of mentioned before, Gareth, with the, the sporting clubs and stuff, and and that's an example too. Like there's some blokes, you know, around my age that that are coming, and once they sort of leave those sporting groups, they might have played hockey or footy or whatever. And so then they once they sort of finish up, they don't have that team environment, that team outlet sort of thing anymore. So now Active Farmers sort of becomes that. So there's that sort of team environment where they haven't had for 15 years, you know. So it's it's great in that sense as well where you can just create a bit of a team, enjoy one another's company, which we we may not have had for 15 years because we're not involved in playing sports anymore. So there's there's that sort of it too, which is bloody great. Mate, I think it's a fantastic initiative and uh, I wish you all the best with it. And... Um, I'm, I'm going to get you back on. We want to hear more about your story. Uh, it sounds like an interesting story, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm keen to hear a bit more of it. But I really appreciate you giving up some time to have a chat to me this morning on the Community Is Them Internet podcast. Thanks, Gail. I appreciate it, mate. Thanks very much.
Thanks again, Justin, for taking some time out to have a chat about Active Farmers. And uh, if you want to get in touch with Justin, he uh, go back and, and find his phone number in there and learn a bit more about Active Farmers. I believe they're on Facebook as well. So just search up Active Farmers on Facebook and you'll be able to find what's happening, if there's anything happening in your area. And like I said in the podcast, great to hear that it's expanding to areas uh, like Casterton and Dunkel. It would be amazing to see a little bit more happening around our region. So well done, Norpy and uh, everyone else involved in Active Farmers. This is, of course, the Community Is A Middle Name podcast, and it's brought to you by Grampians Community Health. Grampians Community Health, we cover a massive range of areas across Western Victoria, including the Northern Grampians Shire Council, our rural city, Horsham Rural City, West Wimmera Shire, Hindmarsh Shire, Yarriambiak Shire, Bull Oak Shire, Southern Grampians Shire, Pyrenees Shire, and Central Goldfield Shire Council regions. Services available include alcohol and other drug support, carer support, family violence support, aged care support, including uh, home care package case management, NDIS services, including support coordination and plan management, mental health services, counselling across a wide range of areas, including generalist counselling, much, much more. Head to our website, gch.org.au, to find out uh, if we've got a service that may be able to help you. And like I said, we do cover a pretty large area of Western Victoria. We're on social media. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash Health, or you can just type Grampians Community Health into your little search engine there on Facebook under the search bar. You'll find us. We're on Instagram and Snapchat as well at GCH Grampians. You want to follow us on Insta and Snapchat? That's another way you can see what's happening in the world of GCH. This podcast is available anywhere good podcasts are found, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, anywhere you uh, you find your podcasts, and of course on Podbean. So if you want to subscribe, that would be amazing. You'll never miss an episode of this one or any of the, the episodes on our newly launched GCH Podcasting Network, which is really exciting. And if you're an Apple podcast, give us a, a review. That would be fantastic and help people find us and uh, find out more about the messages we're getting out there. Intro and outro music is an original composition performed by our very own Andrew Parsons. We use up with his permission and thank you for that, Parso. And we would like to acknowledge this podcast was recorded and produced on the traditional lands of the Jabberong people. And we pay our respects to all elders, past, present and emerging, and we extend that respect to all Aboriginal people. That's it. Another episode in the books. Uh, I'm really happy with this one, I've got to admit. Uh, I'm keen to go back and have another listen to this because I really like uh, Justin's story and I love the the stuff that uh, active farmers are doing in our farming communities because I think too often uh, farming communities can become a bit too a bit too stoic and a bit too she'll be right and uh, maybe not as accepting of help as what we probably should be and uh, if we can change some perceptions on that I think that's that's fantastic guys my name's Gareth Oliver thank you once again for being part of this podcast this is, of course, the Grampians Community Health Podcast. Community is their middle name. And I'll be back again very shortly with yet another episode. So until then, so long. <laughs>